Get ready for unique, rare, and little-known treasures from the golden age of radio. You're listening to The Amazing World of Radio with Adam Graham. Welcome to The Amazing World of Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Uh, well, now it's time for our continuing series, Top Secret, as voted on by our Patreon supporters. Uh, today's episode originally aired August the 20th, 1950, and the title is The Church Without a Cross. Next Sunday at this time, the American album of familiar music returns to the air, bringing you the finest in light classical music. It's tops for refreshing Sunday evening entertainment. Your favorite soloists return with the orchestra, on the American Album of Familiar Music, Sunday, August 27th, over most of these NBC stations. Beginning September 1st, Top Secret will be heard Friday evenings. Top Secret, starring gorgeous Ilona Massey as the Baroness Karen Geza, in transcribed stories of a woman who pitted beauty, brains, and courage against the forces of evil. Tonight, as Assignment 11, The Church Without a Cross. Assignment 11 was a fight against death. Death that came silently without warning. I had to find a place, a pinpoint on the coast of Europe. It was in Belgium, north of Brussels, and was known as Location RX. Many men had looked for it, suffered for it, died for it. An old friend had warned me, told me what to expect. Baroness, you are young, beautiful, full of life. I am old, and I know. To find location Rx is to die. But location Rx had to be found, and found quickly. Otherwise, London would perish. Accordingly, I asked permission to enter Belgium by parachute. I made my request to Sir Eric Hamilton, head of London's Department of Civilian Defense. My dear Baroness, what you ask is impossible, quite impossible. Please, Sir Eric, let me try. No. Please. It's too dangerous, Baroness. I am used to danger. And besides, if I should die, there is no one who would... Shh, listen. Windows rattling. One of them's hit. I don't see it. No one ever does. Oh, there it is, that cloud of dust. Get away from the window, Baroness. Get away from the window. Oh! Oh, you're hurt. Oh, no, a bit of glass, it's all right. Your cheek is bleeding. No, no, I'm all right. Uh, Really, Baroness. Please let me find out where they are coming from. Mm. If they ever learn to aim them accurately, London is finished. Yes, I know. Then please, Sir Eddish, please. All right, Baroness, you win. That's the third V2 in 24 hours. This week, 400 dead. Over 2,000 injured. If it goes on much longer, the city will panic. Nerves are like watch springs, coiled, ready to snap at any moment. We'll send you into Belgium by parachute tonight. 
Thank you, Sir Erich. We think they're coming from a location called RX, somewhere east of Ostend. We know that the key man is a Colonel von Karsch, with an office in the Hall of Liberty in Brussels. Yes. Your contact in Brussels is a Frenchman, if he's still on you for ten days. What is his name, and how shall I know him? His name is Lebrun, Pierre oh. Lebrun. His last address was 145 Rue des Petites Cloches. Street of the Little Bell. 145. Yes. You'll know him by a coin, an old penny minted in 1920. This is the last one I have. Twelve others have gone before you, Baroness, and vanished. You mean that? Yes, Baroness. Twelve other operators have searched for location RX and vanished. You are the thirteenth. As I left his office... I passed the place where the V2 had fallen. There had been no warning, no sound, only a sudden vibration, and then the explosion. Crumbling a block of houses to rubble. In the ruins, I saw a doll. A tiny doll with golden hair clutched in the hand of a child. At the end of the hand, an arm. At the end of the arm, nothing. I hurried on, sick and horrified. I reported to the airfield. It was dark when I took off in a small single-engine plane. As we headed out over the channel, the dim gray shape of London disappeared. A few minutes later, we were over Belgium. I checked my parachute, my compass... Then my position was the pilot. With 30 seconds to go, I opened the hatch. 26, 27, 28, 29. The wind was soft to my face and warm. The earth came up to meet me in slow motion. My search for location RX had begun. When I landed, I threw my parachute down an old well and made my way to Brussels on foot. The city was quiet. There was no traffic, no people, and seemingly no life. There were shadows in every doorway, and the whole thing seemed unreal, as if as if I were walking in a dream. I found the Rue de Petit Cloche, and in an alley beside a cafe, I found the Frenchman's house. Who is it? A friend with a penny, an old English penny. A penny? Yes, an English penny, made in 1920. Come in, come in. Show it to me. Certainly. They come, they vanish, they die. But still they come again. Here, mademoiselle, here is mine. I am Pierre Lebrun. Thank you. You have papers? Yes, of course. I am Baroness Karen Geyser, formerly of Vienna, now of London. From Sir Eric Hamilton, you obtained the penny? Yes. I will tell you what I know. Yes. The V2 is a rocket bomb. Yes. As yet they control, well, say, inferior. They do not aim with accuracy. And Brussels two or three times have gone wrong and fallen. 
The people call them la mort silencieuse. The silent death that comes from hell. Where they are manufactured, I do not know. From a place known as Location Rx, they are launched. Exactly this part is unknown, except that it is by the sea. In charge is a man of the devil, Fräulein, a Colonel Hans von Karsch. Von Karsch? Oui. Half the chemist, half the soldier, all the Nazi. He is in charge of Location Rx. Where can I find him? He has an office in the Hall of Liberty here in Brussels. I will write down the address. Voila. Merci. And now, uh, can you suggest any way in which I might be able to find yeah, him? I can suggest nothing, Fräulein. For me, these suggestions are bad. Twelve men have come. Twelve men of honor and courage. I suggest and they vanish. I have now the fear. Soon I will also have the blame. Oh, Sir Eric knows it isn't your fault. He has said? He knows it can't be helped. You are sure? Yes, positive. Bon, bon, I'm glad. Just the same, Fräulein, it is important that you go. If we meet, do not speak. If you must come to this house, come at night, alone. But I thought I would stay here. No, c'est impossible. You can obtain a room in Brussels. I am small. I could sleep on that couch. That, Fräulein, is the bed of my son. Your, your son? Is he one of us? No, no. Uh, go, Fräulein, please. He, my friend, is dangerous. Do you think uh, working alone is the best way? Working alone is the only way. Bonsoir et bonne chance. Thank you, and good luck to you. The thirteenth penny. Mon Dieu, will they never stop? Colonel Van Cash? Yes. Who is it? Your friend, Colonel, with something to sell. Ah, another penny? The thirteenth. How much? Colonel, I am old and tired. How much? They are now of a rarity, Colonel. This one will be expensive. What does he look like? It is not the man, Colonel Van Cash, but... Uh, it is not the man who will be... Easily caught. Has it occurred to you, Monsieur Lebrun, that my Gestapo could get the information out of you in other ways? And have me tell the secret of location, Rx? No, Colonel, I think not. The price is 5,000 American dollars. Think it over. Good night. As I left the old man's house, despair swept over me. I could expect no help from a gentle old Frenchman who felt responsible for the death of 12 men and was now without courage to go on. To connect with Von Karsh seemed impossible. And yet, with Von Karsh was the secret of location RX. I walked down the crooked, deserted little street There was no sound except my footsteps on the stones. I went past doorways where shadows lurked. I was tired. I had no place to sleep. I was a spy without contact, alone in the midst of the enemy. Mademoiselle, <laughs> wait. Please do not be alarmed. Did you come just now from the house of Pierre Lebrun? 
Who are you? Mademoiselle, I beg you to tell me. Let go of my One, arm. four, five, rue des petites cloches. Were you there? Let me go or I'll scream. And bring the police, perhaps. Not mademoiselle. They would arrest you. Arrest me? As an allied, allied spy. Uh, let me go. Please. Mademoiselle. I am lame. I cannot run. Please. Come back. Come back. Out of the Brussels night, a stranger who knew. Someone knew who I was and where I had been. I ran until I could go no further. That night, I slept in the streets. The next day, I got a room and began working on Colonel von Karsch. At the end of four weeks, I got an interview with him. At the end of four more, I got a job as one of his three secretaries. It took bribe money and a lot of it, but at last, I had established a contact that was fairly close and reasonably safe. His headquarters occupied an entire floor in the Hall of Liberty in Brussels. Have you been to lunch, Fräulein Keller? No, sir. Then go now. Thank when you. you come back, make six copies of that letter and put the one for location RX in my basket. I'm going up tonight. Oh, Colonel von Kasch, you look so tired and it's, it's such a long drive. Oh. Who said it is a long drive? Uh, no, no one, sir. Just that, uh, that you look... Are you trying to find out where it is? Oh, no, why, of course not. I only thought that you seemed to... You work. are not here to think, you are here to work. You do not ask questions, you obey. Go to lunch. When I want an opinion on my health, I will... On cash? No. He asked me for 5,000 American dollars and disappeared. You have been looking for him for two months. I want some action. There is an Allied spy somewhere in Brussels who must be caught. I want results, and I want them fast. Fräulein Keller, I told you to go to lunch. Go. I went to lunch. It was late, nearly 1.30. When I returned, it was a quarter to three. Quite without design, I got into the elevator, third from the end. There were four people in it, including the operator. I had noticed him before. There was a flavor in his accent that reminded me of Dublin. The other passengers got out on the second floor, leaving the operator and me alone. Between the third and the fourth floors, he stopped the car. Speak to you. Why are you stopping? What does this mean? I would like to speak to you about a penny. A, a penny? Yes, an old twenty. This one. Who are you? Perhaps you have one to match it. Yes, I have. In my purse. Here. At last, someone else. Who are you? Twelve agents have come over, mademoiselle. I was the seventh. I am the thirteenth. Who is your contact? And Monsieur Lebron. He has disappeared. Mine was the son, Jacques. He too has disappeared. Are you after location Rx? Yes. Are you? Yes. Why haven't you gotten a message through to London? Because 11 other men have died. Oh, I have to go. I am working for one Karsh. I'll get to you if I learn anything. Thank God I found you. I just had a feeling, a feeling that you were different. Can you get an automobile? I think so, with some notice. We may need it soon. Shh, shh. Here we are. Fräulein Keller? 
In here, please, at once. Coming. And bring your book. Yes, sir. I am telephoning Herr Leopold Schalk of the Schalk Steel Mills. He's a very important man. You will listen on the extension and take down every word of our conversation. Is that clear? Yes, sir. Well, we have had great news, Fräulein Keller. Really? Great news. By Sunday, the aiming device will be ready. We will be able to aim the rockets with the accuracy of a rifle. Pinpoint actual buildings. Quick, lift the extension. This is his private line. Write down everything he says. Everything. Herr Schalk? Herr Schalk, this is Colonel von Karsch. I have great news. We have perfected the aiming device. Congratulations, Herr Hellfast. I would like you to come to location RX on Sunday. Sunday? Yes, I will drive you up myself. I wish to know how many rockets your plants in Belgium can produce in the next six weeks. I do not have to go to location RX to tell you that. Oh, but Sunday night is important, Herr Schalk. The first rocket with the aiming device will be fired at midnight. If possible, we wish to hit Buckingham Palace. The death of the king and the queen would be a tremendous blow to civilian morale in London. I see. Farewell, I will come. Good. I will have your pass made out and drive you up myself. I will be in Ostend anyway on Sunday at my country place. It's only an eight-mile drive to the peninsula and... Herr Schalk, please. Do not mention the location. You are not alone? Yes, but... So am I. No one can hear us. Send me the pass in the mail. I'll drive over to the church myself. I'll hit that. Hang up, Fräulein Heller. Yes, Colonel von Karsch. Make out a pass for her shout. I will sign it and seal it. You will deliver it personally into his hands. <laughs> Send it through the mail. The man is a fool. And Fräulein? Yes, Colonel von Karsch? By accident, you have learned something. I have decided to trust you. But you will forget what you heard about location RX. At last, a clue to location RX. I made out the pass. He signed it and stamped it with his special seal. He closed the envelope with sealing bags and addressed it himself. I was to deliver it by hand that very moment. I was trembling with excitement as I rang for the elevator. The special elevator, third from the left. Thank you, Miss I'm back. I've got it. Can you stop the elevator? Yes, it's quiet now. I've got a pass to get into location RX. It's made out to a Leopold shark. I know that the rockets are launched from the place eight miles from Ostend on Peninsula, near the church. How do you know all this? Never mind. You and I are driving to Ostend tonight. Can you get a car? Yes, in a couple of hours. Make it one. All right, one hour. Anything else? We should each have a gun. I'll see to that, too. Pick me up in front of the opera house in an hour. Right. But how can you know all this? How can you be sure? I'll explain it later. First, I have a call to make. I'm going back once more to the Rue de Petit Cloche. Monsieur Lebrun? Yes. But he isn't there. You've been back. I want to try again. Why? If something happened to us, left with someone we can trust, then perhaps the next person can start where we left off. If the old man isn't there, you can trust the son. You can't mistake him. He limps, and he has no hair. No hair? He was a pilot in the French Air Force. Oh. He crashed and was terribly injured. Hmm. His head was badly burned. His name is Jacques. All right. Now take me down. I'll be in front of the opera house in an hour. Good. 
But first I must see Monsieur Lebrun. Even though he's afraid, he's at least on our side. Jacques, please, in the name of heaven, will you stop it? I do not know anything. Then go back to the cellar, Father. But I tell you, I do not know. I swear I do not know. I cannot stay down there forever. For three months now, as if... You will stay until you tell. Three months, three years, I have time. I am sick, Jacques. It is cold. There are rats. Please, please. Father, if I had more proof, I would kill you. No, Jacques, please. Twelve men have come to this house, (laughs) fighting for the same things I fought. Their identification was a penny. They left them near. They left them. They would never leave them. Never. Where did you get them? One of the pennies was your identification. Where did you get the others? Where? And the girl? Where has she gone? Where did you send her? There was not a girl. There was never a girl. You made a mistake that night, Jacques. She departed from another house, not this one. I have the rest of my life to make you talk. Downstairs, Father. No, no, no. I will count three. (laughs) And then I will throw you down. One. Jacques, please, please. Two. The door, Jacques. There was someone at the door. Don't move. I will answer it. (laughs) I am ugly, Fräulein, but I am not dangerous. What do you want? Oh, forgive me. I did not mean to. I I wish to see Monsieur Lebrun. You... You are the girl who... Yes. Come in. What are you doing to him? She knows your father. My name. She lies. I never saw her before in my life. She lies, I tell you. There is nothing left for you, father, but silence. Mademoiselle, I am Jacques Lebrun. I'm a French pilot. I'm with the Croix de Guerre. For weeks now, I've suspected my father of collaboration. It is very important that you tell me the truth. Are you a British agent from Sir Eric Hamilton? Yes. I came to Belgium by parachute from London. I had as identification a penny. An English penny dated 1920. I talked to your father the night I landed, two months ago. She's lying. She's lying. I swear she's lying. Jacques, do not listen to her. I am your father. Your father, Jacques. This girl is a... Go on, mademoiselle. Your father was my contact. Have you proof of this? Why, no, no, I haven't. You see, Jacques, you see. Wait, wait, yes. Yes, I have, in my purse, I think. He gave me the address of Colonel von Karsch. He wrote it down. (laughs) And this. If you are his son, you will recognize his writing. Here. No, no. Thank you, mademoiselle. Jacques, no. No, please. In the name of heaven, no. I am your father. Do not shoot, please. Please. No. Mademoiselle, my father was a Nazi. Shall we go now? I know location RX. I have a car. Perhaps you may be able to help us. Tonight, mademoiselle, I could do anything.
The car was waiting at the opera house. I drove. In the back seat was a British agent from Dublin named Roger. Beside me, a French pilot from Paris named Jacques. We had maps and we searched. Eight miles from Ostend, on a peninsula, a white church. Suddenly, we were challenged by a German guard. Your papers, please. Your pass. When he asked for a pass, we knew we were on the right track. Roger hid on the floor behind the front seat with a motor rug over him. Jacques posed as Herr Shark. With the help of the pass, in the darkness, we got through. Five minutes later, we saw it. On a tiny point of land jutting out into the North Sea, a white country church with a steeple. We parked the car off the road in the shadows. We had to be sure we were right. So we made our way through the woods on foot. Karen! Roger! Wait! There! Behind the church. We launching him off. We have found it. Then let's get out. If only it was light. Stay very quiet. We'll go a little closer. Why isn't it more heavily guarded? Heavy guards around the country church would be suspicious. Something's wrong, Rock. I can feel it. Shh. Very quiet. <gasps> I'm caught. Rock, I, 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 what is it? A trap. I'm caught. That's why there aren't any guards. Get out, both of you, please. We'll help you. Don't touch it. It's wired. Don't touch wired. it. Wired? The trap is electrified. If you touch it, you'll get a shock. Then why don't we Will stop? you go, both of you? Get this back to London, please. At the hotel in Ostend, the underground has the radio transmitter. Roger, make her go. We'll get you, you out. You fools, leave me. Roger, don't touch that trap. You'll be electrocuted. Wait one end, Roger. We can free him. You'll be killed. Don't you understand? My leg is artificial. Otherwise, I'd be burned to a crisp. Now go. Go. We stood there in an agony of indecision. Searchlight began to poke curious white fingers into the woods and we realized we had to leave him. We hurried back to the car. And in 20 minutes, we were safe in Ostend. In an hour underground headquarters, and the exact details of location RX had been radioed to London. Roger and I waited the rest of that night. Our hearts heavy with the memory of the strange, fiery Frenchman with the magnificent face and the ugly, scarred head. Then, in the gray first light of the dawn, they came. The medium bombers with their swift fighter escort like angry swallows. Then the bombs began to fall on the white country church. On the steeple without a cross. One for London. One for France. And all Father Richard in heaven. One for Jacques Lebrun. You have just heard Top Secret brought to you transcribed by NBC. 
and starring gorgeous Ilona Massey, who comes to you now with a special message. Next Sunday evening, that wonderful program, the album of familiar music, will be heard in place of Top Secret over most of these NBC stations. On Friday, September 1st, we will all be back with a new series of Top Secret programs which we think you will find especially fascinating. Remember the date, a week from next Friday, September 1st, over most of these NBC stations. And good night, everybody. Top Secret is directed and produced by Harry W. Junkin. Tonight's script was by Charles Lee Hutchings. Members of the cast included Guy Rep as LeBrun, Theo Gertz as Von Kosh, David McKay as Jacques, Roy Irving as Roger, and Louis Van Ruten as Sir Eric Hamilton. The music was composed and conducted by Dr. Roy Shields. This is Fred Collins speaking. This program came to you from Radio City, New York. Listen for the American Album of Familiar Music next week on NBC. Welcome back. Well, that project leader's decision to tell Karen that they had worked on the targeting of the bombs and had perfected a solution, and then to decide to trust her with even more top-secret information is one of those cases of sometimes you win because the enemy is just a little stupid. And the same goes for not predicting that there might be an attack and assuming the booby trap uh, that they planted would take care of all their problems. Then again, it was a bit of a bad on the Allies for not checking the traitor to make sure he was dead after he'd been shot. But one thing I think that has been a theme in the series, and it's been interesting, uh, is the idea of collaborators and how people were willing to betray their own family and how this would often cut very deep. Uh, and this is something that I think we've seen uh, at least two or three episodes where this has been emphasized. All right, well, that will do it for now. If you do have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. We'll be back uh, next Wednesday with another episode of Top Secret from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.